Baddies, thanks for tuning into the show. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Wild Heart Stones. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need some fossils, gems, and sage, we have a website for you. That's right. My friend Kyle, she's promised to bring us the best self-collected, self-selected, and treasure gems to you, uh, all at very reasonable prices on her website, wildheartstones.com. Uh, Kyle and her father have been digging up these rocks all her life. Her dad was a geology professor back in the day, and they used to go to rock shows. They pretty much know everything that rock. <laughs> nice. Um, you guys could save 15% on all of your purchases. Just use promo code ICBTB at checkout. And a link to the website will be down in the description. Or you can find it on our website at ICBTB.com. That's right, guys. You can also find Wild Heart Stones in person. They'll be at the Martinez Makers Market Saturday, August the 21st. And they'll be at Santana Road Makers Market Saturday, September 11th. That'll be in San Jose, California. Thank you guys so much. WildHeartStones.com. Yeah, check Thank them out. Thank you, Kyle. Enjoy the show. It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Tom Hanks. I do want to talk about Tom Hanks real quick. And his love with Rita Wilson? He, oh yeah, they're still, they're still a thing, right? They are. They got COVID together, right? In Australia, and then they went back to Greece. Now they're Greek citizens, and they're also Greek Orthodox. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Uh, Tom Hanks had to convert so he could marry Rita. How old is he now? 162. Kind of looks like it sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not in this one, though. No, he still, he looked well into his 50s in this movie. 50s? He looked well into his 50s. He looked like a solid 40 in this one. No. He didn't have any gray. He could have looked better. He looked like an Eastern European 40. He looked good when he was in the Hugo Boss suit. Mm. Right? He finally started to look pretty good. But when he first got there and he was like disheveled and he was like in a wool suit running around eating crackers. I guess if you're eating crackers filled with ketchup and mustard, you're not going to have the best physique. He did lose a good amount of weight, though, so he looked pretty healthy by the for end. For this movie? I don't know. For, by, in the oh, course the of the, of the film, yeah. Well, that's because... He looked pretty in shape. He was trying to get at Catherine Zeta-Jones. He was also working a construction job. Oh, yes. And so, like, when you're doing all that stuff, you're going to lose some weight. I, I don't know fat construction workers. No, I think yeah, in cartoons. Yeah, for sure, in cartoons, for sure, yeah. for sure. Well, I mean... Is that, how you, is that how you gauge what people should look like in their jobs based yeah, on the cartoon theory? Like when I'm balancing out like a history book or like cartoons in front of me, I definitely take all of my facts from cartoons. Specifically Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is all factual. And that's how I learn. Welcome. 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 Guys, welcome to another episode. ICBTB <laughs> podcast. Also known as It, it Can't, can't be, be That, that bad. bad. We have broken English very much like Tom Hanks does in this movie. Very much like most people who come to this country for the first time. Yeah, he only knew two words. Krakosia and yes. Well, he, I don't think Krakosia is even like that. That's just <laughs> the name count. of the word. Yeah. yeah. But he knew um, 161. Uh, what was the name of the hotel? Oh. It was like a 161. Oh. Where the Ramada uh, Inn was. Ramada, Ramada Inn. Inn. Lexington yeah. or something. Yep, Lexington yeah, yeah. Avenue. Oh, and he, then like, he had a piece of paper with a bunch of different questions. Yeah. Where can I buy Nike? Yeah. Where can I? Yes? Yes. I, I love that he wanted to buy Nikes, best shoes in the world, because every <laughs> single one of them has a drop of human blood in it. I don't like that. I don't like that sentence. <laughs> Sorry, it was just a little Nas X ones that have blood in it. Um, we watched a movie called The, the Terminal. Terminal. And I know what you're thinking, baddies, especially those who've been with us the whole time. Like, didn't you do this movie in the past? No, that what? movie was called Terminal. Terminal. And that movie's about a train station and Margot Robbie with a twin sister who murders yep. a bunch of people yep. in kind of like a weird Eastern Bloc country in like the nine, like late 80s. Also a really cool movie, but a different movie. Completely different. Yeah. We watched The, the Terminal, Terminal. Uh, which is starring Tom Hanks and Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Jones. And also, Diego Luna. And Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Stanley Tucci. Yeah, Mr. Tucci. Yeah, Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. Oh, if I could say it as fast as you, I would. Please try. Just like slowly lose all letters. (laughs) The more and more I speak unconfidently, the more and more Filipino I become. Because it's your real language. Um, We watched a movie called Terminal. And if it pleases the court, I would like to to, to provide provide the itty bitty nitty gritty. And it pleases the court. Go ahead, man. Excellent. We watched a movie called The Terminal. It is rated PG-13 and was released in the year 2004. It has a runtime of two hours and eight minutes. That's 128 minutes for those of us who like three-digit numbers. Uh, and it has a rating of 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 55% on Metacritic, which I don't think is fairly shocking. Didn't this movie win Oscars? I don't know if it won any awards. 
right? I'll look that. I don't up. like. I feel like it. I feel like a Spielberg tanks two hander in two thousand four. That's got to win at least. Yeah. Something, yes. Right? So I definitely. This is like really what our podcast is meant for to like defend this underrated film. Well, and we may not even have to do as much defending as we need because. Google also gave this movie a rating. Mm. And what percentage of Google users do you think approved this I believe this in the Google users today. I'm going to say 91%. I believe in the Google users that they rated this correctly. And I'm going to say 91. 90. 90. 90. Is it really? Yes, sir. Woo! Well, well at least done. they got a brain on them. Well done. Hey, you know what? Somebody in this goddamn country has to. Yeah. Alan, did it win any awards? No Oscars. No Oscars. <laughs> Fuck the Academy. No they nominations? don't know what they're doing. No nominations either? I don't think so. Oh, man. my God. Dude, I'll, I'll look it up. Look but, they, but they're but they out here giving fucking Halle Berry uh, Oscar, and she did Catwoman? Yeah, they're throwing her in a leather suit, which I'm not mad at. But, you know, it's not the best thing that ever came out in the early 2000s. I definitely not. Synapses coming at you. Right at you. When Victor Norvolsky, an Eastern European tourist, arrives at JFK in New York, war breaks out in his home country, and he finds himself caught up in an international political game. Because of the war, the Department of Homeland Security won't let him enter or exit the United States. He's trapped at JFK. Indefinitely. Well, living at the airport, Victor falls for a flight attendant, and she may... Blah, 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 and she, she may have feelings for him, too. But what is... But what good is love if Victor can't leave his terminal? I'm going to say from the get that this idea, before I learned it was based on, like, a true story... Um, was a it's very original and I think it was a good thing to capture on camera. It's loosely, yes, yeah. yes, um, yes. We we'll, we can get into that. We yeah, because it's based on an Iranian refugee out of the Gaulle Airport in yeah. France. Um, except his story was way different and also kind of potentially is a complete fraud. Um, Ooh, that destroys everything. Yeah. Right? Well, I'm fact, glad that they took that like general uh, story and turned it into story? this movie. Yeah. I mean, the guy got tw- uh, $2,500,000 for the rights of this film from Spielberg. Oh, okay. Um, but also the last couple of years that he lived in the airport, he did have a poster for the terminal next to him. So he wow. didn't want people to not know that he was involved in it. So. Oh, he, that was his claim to fame. It's got it. I mean, hey, take it's it. Like he, a- he also wrote a couple of books and stuff. I, don't I know. made I mean, this movie. He didn't have to live in that airport, I think. I think by the end of it, he probably could have left. Um, I mean, the way Tom Hanks was making it in this airport, a little lavish. He had his own gate to like live yeah, at, gate 67. Man. Lucky guy. Really? Super and he, quiet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, good what, thing he super was- Super quiet? Oh, okay, okay. There's, there's, there's planes There's like planes outside, going but... through quite a bit, yeah. Oh, like the first time we see a, a yeah. plane yeah, yeah, sneak yeah, yeah, up on him, he's gate like, don't six, shoot! <laughs> gate 67 is being completely remodeled, but gate 66 and gate 68 are the busiest <laughs> yeah. gates in all of JFK Airport, apparently, because it is constantly getting used. Yeah, yeah he's lucky to have found that abandoned gate with no interruptions ever. Well, I mean, yeah, not ever, but for the most part. Yeah. Uh, this movie did have a budget, Christian. Mm. Because it's Spielberg's, because it is DreamWorks, because it's Tom Hanks, $60 million to make this movie, my friend. Okay. Would you like to guess the box office recoup? I'm going to say $110 million. It made $219.4 million <laughs> all over the world, my friend. Because it's a Spielberg film, man. An absolute out-of-the-park banger mm. that, I mean, how could it not be? It's It's a great... It's a great story. It's great actors. It's done completely incredibly well. Like, I'm sure the trailer did this movie justice. Like, it was, like, made in... Uh, made very timely and effectively, and like people wanted to watch. Like, I wouldn't just categorize this as a rom com, uh, even though there's romance. Almost no com at all. No, I think it was very funny. I felt so bad for the guy. Oh, for sure. Like multiple times, I was just saying to myself, "Oh my gosh! Oh wow! No! Oh my god! Your, your food vouchers—they all got oh, thrown man. away! Oh no!" So here's my biggest qualm with this film. <laughs> yeah, everybody is a major asshole to Tom Hanks. <laughs> The entire time until the very end when all of them at different points kind of get to this point where they're just kind of like, you know what? I actually, I actually didn't need to be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Up until the point when they find out that he is an airport legend and start hanging up photos of his photocopied hand. So funny. The goat. He is the goat. Norvoski. Norvoski. So like we said, guys, this movie takes place in JFK airport. Mm. Um, Victor is visiting um we're not quite sure what he's visiting for quite yet i love the reveal because mm-hmm. throughout the movie they make it seem like it's um 
the Big Lebowski where that can is full of ashes or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not. It's full of autographs, which is way cooler than yes. somebody's ashes. Oh, gosh. And we'll get there, but the way he reveals to us what it's <clears throat> actually in that uh, peanut this can. Jazz. So good. This is this is jazz. Also, is guys, jazz. we're not going to be doing a good Bulgarian accent here, so just nope. take it, take it for what it is. Yeah. Um, there, there's two camps that we're watching in this film, right? There's Tom Hanks trying to figure out how to live in the terminal. Yeah. And then there's Stanley Tucci trying to figure out how to get his promotion and keep JFK afloat. Makes me so mad. Stanley Tucci's such an asshole. But he's a lawfully good. Oh, he's lawfully evil. Yeah, yeah. Right, because he's say. using the rules to to make it work, right? Yeah. You I mean, know, the moment I found out, that, or I really decided in my heart that he was a bad guy, because I forgot that he was the main antagonist <laughs> in this film, was when he was trying to uh, reason with uh, uh, Tom Hanks and say, this is Krakosia, this is a bag of chips, Oh, this is the government, and then like, these are the rebels, and then like, just destroys the bag of chips, it goes all it goes over all Tom over Hanks. suit, man, like... I'm pissed oh, off man. on so many different levels. He could have put the apple in the more center of the bag. It would have been less of an explosion, but he yeah. purposely chose one side so that it shoots just on Tom Hanks. Yeah. I w- wonder how many takes that took. I think they, he kept fucking it up just so he could keep shooting crackers on him or <laughs> chips on him. How many ruined bags of chips? Well, we were... ha- I brought a box of chips here. We'll try it later? I'm down to try it, yes. Will you eat it off the floor? Um, I was hoping I could be Tucci. Oh, and I would be Nordvosky? Well, anyways, so Norvorsky arrives in JFK, and as soon as they go to scan his passport, which is the most nerve-wracking moment for anybody going through customs, is he goes to, you know, when they take your passport and they, like, check it and they always ask yeah. you those questions, they're like, what, what are you here for? And you're like, I, I think I'm here for vacation. I, now mm-hmm. I'm scared. I think I, I might be a drug mule, actually. I don't really know anymore. Business or pleasure. Yeah. I'm here for business or pleasure. Yeah, and, and even in this movie, there's people who are just like, I'm just here to go shopping. Yeah, I just want to, like, see New York City, so let me go. It's incredible. And the JFK Customs, I have gone through Customs at JFK. Mm-hmm. Very intense. Oh, well, they were able to catch uh, the, the Chinese. Chinese nationalists. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were wearing the Mickey Mouse shirts, but then he was like, they don't have cameras. Yeah, so. when's the last time you saw 10 uh, yeah. tourists? Which is a great hunch. Only to be proven, I'm sorry, my phone's telling me to go to sleep. Only to be proven right when um, they take off sprinting as soon as the cops show up. Yes. And Norvoski sees them running around. He's like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. Little does he know, he should be running too. Yeah. Well, he is <laughs> such a good guy. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on in his own country. Like, well, even after they take him to the back and everything? So that's my question here. Let me get this straight. He mm. has no idea. Like, this rebellion just started with them. Like, he has to know there's some sort of rumblings and unpleasantry. Yeah. And, like, uh, there's got to be freedom fighters happening all the time. For them to do a military coup and take the president, vice president, and four cabinet members hostage, this has been boiling over for quite a while. Well, let me throw this into some little, a little bit of, like, relatable context. And I don't want to get too political here. But, like, let's say the whole, like, political tension when uh, the election, mm-hmm. like, around, like uh, literally, like, right before January. January, like we knew stuff was boiling up and there was a lot of political tension here in uh, America. And yes. then January 6th happened, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, let's say people traveling on the 4th and 5th, uh, they like, they're not going to be thinking like, oh shit, like something's about to happen. That's so I'm pretty fair, sure that's like what fair. happened, right? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. No, that, uh, yeah, that actually, okay. That yeah, checks yeah, out. That's good. Okay. <laughs> I, um, good I resent. <laughs> Um, um, Cheers to America. So he ends up getting flagged because his passport is no longer valid in America because he no longer has a country. Uh, And he's forced to, there we go, he's forced to um, be removed from the customs line. And he has to go through the whole shitty rigmarole where they're asking him questions. What's he doing here? Why are you here? What's going on? And he doesn't speak English. He doesn't understand what's happening. And the worst part about this for me was they do the, uh, it's just protocol. We need to take your passport. Which, if anybody's watched Locked Up Abroad, never give up your passport. You lose that. You're done. You're lost. You're done. Yeah. You're going to live in a terminal for two hours and eight minutes. But he doesn't, you know, I was afraid. So I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. And I was afraid this movie was going to like roll into like, oh, like uh, they're going to make this foreigner look a little ignorant just because of the language barrier, which they like played on and like gave it like comedic purpose. But, but it then, wasn't like, ignorance. 
It wasn't ignorance. It was, it was it was a gap in knowledge. Yeah. And this movie does. It was watched by a couple of people who are linguists, and they've mm-hmm. said like the amount of English that he's able to pick up and how he's able to do it and learn English so quickly is actually fairly reasonable to somebody who is just you know an average person could teach themselves potentially English yeah. of that level. Well, he was um, there for nine months with <sighs> all of the resources. With, uh, you know, borders yeah, over there. Borders, yeah, borders, um, yeah. With all the resources readily available to uh-huh. him and all this free time because he doesn't know anyone. He has, uh, he's just chilling at Gate 67. He's learning at an expedited rate without distraction. Imagine going, you know how long we all wait at airports for planes? Yeah. Imagine having a plane that's never going to come. Yeah. You could oh, do anything. Man. You know what I mean? I'd write a book. Mm-hmm. I would, you know what I mean? I'd... I feel like I learned so much knowledge reading a random ass article for 10 minutes, and I feel like I'm the smartest motherfucker in the world. This guy has nine months to learn English, and he fucking did it. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when I get passionate, you like. You do. I love it. It's so. <laughs> you know what? This movie's so good. This movie is a. I had the DVD for this film, and surprisingly, this was like up there with Night of Roxbury, but I would like just pop in to like just watch all the I would time. like to watch the commentary of, of this film. Yes. Yeah, I would like to see what Spielberg's like behind. I do know, before we get too far, one of my... F- Actually, you know what? I'll save it for later. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's a military coup. He's being taken. They take his passport away from him, and then that's when he meets Stanley Tucci. Yeah. They do the chips, the chip bukkake gag. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know what a bukkake is. There was only one chip bag, and it's not nine of mo- them. It's when your mom kisses you goodnight, right? That's a bukkake. Oh, you've been bukkake a lot then. I get a lot of bukkakes when I was younger. I still get bukkake now. Well, that's good for you, pal. Cool. Um, I was. <laughs> Alan, you get bukkake? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alan doesn't live with his parents. Um, <laughs> oh fuck. Um. I'm sorry, that one I didn't expect to go as well as it went. (laughs) So he's learning that his country is essentially being collapsed by only watching it happen on TV. He doesn't know what they're saying. He's literally just watching the White House be burned down in front of him. Impeccable acting from Tom Hanks in that moment where he sees like the words Carcosia on the TV screen. And he's like, you know, he's looking like television, volume, volume. No one's helping, man. Yes. (laughs) I feel so bad. And the moment he like covers his mouth and finds out that there is a coup and that the vice president was killed and the government's being overthrown, that moment really started off like the dramatic (sighs) momentum of this film. It's it's intense too because not only is he so lost and afraid, but he has actually just been released into the terminal, and so he doesn't even really know what's happening. He doesn't yeah. even realize that yes, this is going on, but he also can't leave yet. So he's sitting there, shocked that his country is collapsing, um, and just kind of waiting. He doesn't even really know yeah. what to do, and that's when he gets caught up uh, when he loses his meal vouchers because he's helping uh, that little girl close her suitcase. Alan has a fun fact, by the way, for that. You know who that is? Uh, that's um, Macaulay Culkin's stepsister. I think it was Steven Spielberg's daughter. <laughs> that's even better. That's actually far more <laughs> legitimate than oh, what I was I like, said. is there any fact no, with no, that? No, 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 I was... just had to pick something. I just didn't, I don't like being alone. She was, oh, that sucks, man, because he was just trying to help her with the suitcase, loses the vouchers. We got, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, the janitor? Gupta. Gupta. Gupta, my guy yeah, Gupta. my guy, man. Do you have appointment? So that was really fucked up. The most fucked up part about him asking for an appointment is Tom Hanks does have an appointment later on in the film, and he doesn't even respect that. No. He says, okay, Tuesday, 9.30. Yeah. And then he goes, well, Tuesday, 9.30. I have an appointment. And he's like, I hate Tuesdays. And it's like, what are you, Garfield? <laughs> he loses his appointment. Yeah. He thinks he's a CIA agent. <laughs> oh, that's shit, what like, it so is. Spy or Honestly, if there's anybody who is a CIA agent, it would it's, be it's Gupta. <laughs> no, it's Catherine Zeta-Jones's friend who works oh, in Washington. Man, that guy, that guy man. That guy's legit in the CIA, right? He's doing something. Yeah. Look at all the something secrets he's, he's got keeping. The visa, right? He's got the visa. He yeah, works yeah. in Washington. He's mm-hmm. got a wife and kids on the side and a flight attendant that he gets to bang. He sounds like, yeah, he sounds like CIA. He's man. American James Bond. Yeah. yeah, but I don't respect him as much as an American James Bond would get my respect. I am shocked more than anything that Victor gets a pocket knife all the way through security and into the gate on his luggage. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. This is post 9-11, so I'm not really sure how he got that wait, all the wait, way through does security. does it take place before... 2004. It it was filmed in 2004. They don't really tell us what... Yeah, I was wondering like what the date was because they were using pagers and stuff. It was pagers? They were using pagers in 2004 maybe, but they also had cell phones. They they purposely keep it vague, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if his country's not real, so I'm I'm assuming this universe could... They could play around. Krokoja's not real? I don't think it's real, man. They wouldn't say all this stuff, like make up stuff about it. Um... So he's lost. Yeah. Loses his money. Has to spend the night in, the, in Gate 67, which we already touched on, mm-hmm. which is not quite at first. It's got. I get happy though when, like, 
Um, the I get happy randomly in life uh, because that's life. I get I got happy throughout this film when he would have his like little victories mm. when we slide and like yeah, the pacing sure. of how much we learn because he's purposefully given this ambiguous identity from the start and we organically learn more and more about Navorsky. Yes. So like we find out that he's a handyman once he gets to gate 67 and he's trying to find a, a comfortable position. To he just sleep. said to build a bed. He builds. Yes. With, man. That, pocket With knife. that pocket knife. He disassembles yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. He, he MacGyvers it. Yeah. Even that scene was sad when he couldn't get comfortable and he was like falling through. I was like, I feel for <sighs> you, man. I've been there. I yeah. said, why does he need to sleep on the floor? I'm a, I can sleep on floors. I can sleep almost anywhere. I've slept upside down. I've slept standing up. I've slept in the backseat of a truck. I think I could pretty much just fall asleep on the floor and I'd be just as comfortable. I don't know. This sure. guy's like, he, if he's in his mid-40s, he probably doesn't have like a good enough spine like you do. That's two. Two in a row, pal. Two in a row. Thank you. Just, just speculating. You're on fire. I'm on Navo- I, I have, I'm I have no response to that. Justifying Steven Spielberg and Navorsky. Uh, yeah. I, I will defend this film. And rightly so. Mm-hmm. That's what we do here. We defend and highlight underrated films. Yeah, man. Um, he starts creating like a Scooby Gang. Uh, Tom Hanks. He starts creating like a, he starts getting a bunch of friends. The first friend he makes isn't really a friend. It's Officer Torres, uh, and he's just bugging the shit out of her to try and get a stamp. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part of that whole interaction is when he finally learns the phrase 50-50. Yes. Oh, and she's yeah. like, why do you keep coming in here? Every day you stand in line for two hours, and you know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deny this every single time. And he goes, that's the way I see it. You have two stamps there, yes? You have red stamp and green stamp. The way I see it, 50-50 chance I get into country. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like... That's the best way to think of it, honestly. I love when he starts learning American phrases, everything he does, like mm-hmm. when he starts. Uh... <laughs> okay, I can't wait. I'm going to bring it up real quick. When he finds out about like Catherine Zeta Jones's uh, marital or her situation with the married guy. And no, he says that actually first about why Torres broke up with her boyfriend. Yes. Yes. So he. he... Oh. Meets, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Diego, Enri- Diego Enrique. Luna's character. Enrique. Enrique. Yeah. So him and en- Enrique promises him food every single day if he can exchange a little bit of information about Officer Torres, who he has a crush on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that leads to a fantastic montage where yes. he's asking her fun little questions like, well, what what do you like? What's your favorite movie? What do you mm-hmm. do for fun? Uh, and, he, and we see him reporting back to Diego. And he finally tells Diego in one of the last ones, he goes, no, she, you know, she, she just broke up with her boyfriend. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, why? And he goes, because she caught him. He, he, he chit. He, he chit. chit. He chit. And he goes, he, he chit? And he goes, no, he, he chit. chit. Two women, one man. He chit. He says, two men. Oh, one two man, women. two women. Very crowded. Very crowded. Too, very crowded. too many chit. people. Too many it's people. He, so, he chit. And then Diego Luna's trying to get, uh, correct him, saying like, he cheats. He doesn't chit. He cheats. He goes, you you know chit, Torres, huh? No, no, no. I, w- I would never. I would never. Mm. Such good. What's... It was just a gang of misfits yeah. when he meet, when he it's gets a Scooby gang. starts befriending Gupta. Yep. Starts befriending uh, the other guy, <laughs> the uh, dishwasher from like... Waiting, the one yes. who smokes cigarettes yes. in Waiting yeah. as well. <laughs> Alan, who was your favorite character of that Scooby gang? Ah oh, man, I think Gupta. Man, Gupta's pretty. He's, he's so funny, man. Like you remember that scene? Like there's like wet floor. He's, oh. just, <laughs> he's like, this is the only fun yeah, I get. Yeah, with the soda, and he's like waiting for someone to like fall down and slip. He's causing like, million dollar lawsuits for the for the JFK <laughs> yeah, airport. You think he's trying to like lay low? Lay low. That is laying way high. That's because, not just laying high. That's like laying high and waving like a sparkly flag in the face of. You would get fired so quick if you were caught by the authorities laughing at these people that just broke their back on a wet floor. Especially since he has six signs. <laughs> just around these two tiles that nobody notices constantly. Yes. Yeah. People who are at this airport regular basis, Catherine Zeta-Jones, I'm speaking to you directly, you didn't look down at those signs at all. They also make it a point to show us that she is very clumsy. She breaks her heel. Oh, She's yeah. dropping oh everything she picks yeah. up. I will say I did actually get really scared when she first showed up and broke her heel uh, because the sound of the heel snapping and her just showing up scared the shit out of me. I was, I was thinking it like... It was legitimately one of the scariest things I've ever heard. Does she die in this movie? <laughs> Pretty sure she dies right there. That was her neck snapping. Oh wow! And she's second build in the cast. And then the movie goes twenty four hours earlier. <laughs> it's a love story before her imminent death. Yeah. Wow, this movie is sad. It's a walk in the clouds. That's what it is, actually. Um, I know we're kind of jumping all over the place here, but we we learned that the reason why Krokoja is uh, having such a violent coup because that there's food shortages. They're losing power yeah. and energy, and so the freedom fighters are trying to. I mean, 
I don't hate the Freedom Fighters. I just think it was pretty bad timing for Tom Hanks. They should have just waited off. for Tom Hanks to land and then rebelled. I like to imagine that Krokoja is that nondescript Asian country from No, no Way escape. Out. No Escape. No Escape. <laughs> no Way Out's a fighting film, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what No Way Out is. I think it's a film about UFC. But your memory for movie titles so after bad. doing a podcast oh for two years about movies horrible i flush knowledge as soon as i don't need it anymore that's the reason why i failed at finals you are the epitome of in through one ear out the other <laughs> in through what in through one ear stop <laughs> i fell for it um so look he's got a lot going on he's starting to make friends he's starting to learn english yeah he's it's helping out diego so good like and it's the pacing this movie was over two hours long and it didn't really feel like it. Yeah, I paused a few times to like get up and stretch, but like two hours well spent. <coughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. The one hour break is a perfect break of act one and act two. Yeah. Yes. Right? We uh, When I was watching it, I was watching it with my girl. We paused it and it just happened to be just a perfect moment to stop it right in the middle. And it truly was like an intermission in mm -hmm. movie. So good on you, Steven Spielberg, for making sure that it wasn't too, you know, two hours of insane slogging, but like a solid act one, act yeah. two. You know, so on and so on. And then he really, this movie didn't feel super dated, right? Like, I thought that, like, the usual thing, I think, when I rewatch movies that I haven't seen since I was a kid, I was just like, am I going to enjoy this as much? If not, I enjoyed it more because of the context. Now that I'm uh, able to understand the political underlyings yeah. behind his situation. It is dated, though. There's payphones and beepers and quarter returns and he's able to buy a whopper for 75 cents so yeah. it is dated in some oh things. dude yeah, 75 cents man. 74 cents because he gives 75 oh, cents like keep the change <laughs> <laughs> so her a penny back he's able to collect the carts around oh. the airport deposit them back where they belong he collects the change return for it uh, and then he uses that money to buy like meals full yeah. oh my burger gosh. king meals he was making these burgers look so good i haven't been to a burger king i've talked about this before in over a decade Mm -hmm. I, I I wish Burger King was good. I would like to go see one, but they're never good, and they always disappoint me. So fuck you, Burger King. I'm know. a McDonald's maybe, man. Maybe they have gone better. Give it a try. I think I need to go back to 2004 in this nondescript airport to get that kind of service. Well, this was this was uh, burgers from Burger King made in Hollywood. So, of course, like this was great marketing. I wonder how much Burger King sold after this movie. Well, I was going to say, you know, the, the sponsorships and the um references that they have of all the stores and stuff kind of come into play with the fact that this airport yeah do you know what airport it was no alan do you do you know where was i'm getting it not at? jfk at all <laughs> no in fact this airport was entirely created uh in an aircraft in a, in a hangar oh. it was just an empty aircraft carrier or hangar that they rebuilt the interior of a made-up airport because they didn't have an airport that was going to be able to shut down long enough for them to get all the shots and do their things that makes sense so when they started building this quote-unquote lobby terminal uh, they had reached out to a handful of companies asking them for, um, you know, a, a shot in the film, a sponsorship to build the, the company. And then when other companies found out, they wanted to get in on it, too. So a lot of the Borders, Starbucks, a Brookstone. lot of Brookstone, all those things were built by the actual people who build those stores in airports. Love it. Uh, oh. Just for the opportunity. And the only deal was, hey, you may be in the movie. You may not be in the movie. Um, but the fact is, we need to fill the, all these slots. So do you want to be, you know, this this guy there? And I mean, I, we saw Brookstone's Borders Starbucks. Uh, Starbucks, we saw Burger King, King. we saw Baja Fresh. <laughs> Everything. Everything's there. I've never uh, eaten at a Baja Fresh. Hugo Boss. But maybe now a Hugo Boss. Yeah. There's a Hugo Boss. There. Yeah. So they got it. They got it all there. They did a really good job. And if you're job. throwing around Spielberg's name. Easy. Especially in 2004. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For yes. sure, man. And that's like, he did a fantastic job directing this and like really pulling on my heartstrings throughout the entire film. Recently, I watched that movie or uh, that show on Netflix, The Movies That Made Us. Are you yes. familiar with that show? They talk about Jurassic Park and they mention how Spielberg's, I believe it's the guy who plays the the main doctor guy, um, Dr. Allen from uh, Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. He talks about how one of the most incredible things about Spielberg as a director is as he's filming, he's telling you to do stuff. He's telling, okay, now stand up a little bit more. Now take your glasses off because you, you want to see it better. Like He's telling you how to act and react on the mm, film. And it's beautiful. something so iconic to Steven Spielberg um, that he's able to not distract from the ob objective of the scene, but he's able to add to it layers that the actors aren't even realizing are, are there for them to to delve into. Mm -hmm. You see that time and time again in this film when Tom Hanks watches the the television and sees how you know how it yeah. collapses when he's singing happy in the bar when he can finally go home. Yes. When Catherine Zeta Jones meets the meets her lover like on the off stance on the off screen. All of the subtleties. Incredibly like, poignant. Like really t getting the best out of these already great actors. Like in such 
small moments, like the way Catherine Zeta-Jones turns back after Tom Hanks says, like, here's a Payless. Like, oh, yeah, good yeah, shoes, yeah, yeah. you know? Like, after she breaks her heel and yep. she turns around and smiles real quick. Small moments like that. And um, Alan pointed out to me that the music, every single time Amelia and uh, Tom Hanks were in the same scene, the music was just so good. It's beautiful, man. Because who was behind it? The Alex. one and only... John, John Williams. Yes. He also created the Krokoja uh, National Anthem. Really? Oh, that they were singing at the yes, bar? Yes, he did. I didn't even know that. Yes, hey. he did. Well, yeah, it's not a real country. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 he just have fun um, with it. They, they, we are jumping all over the place, but we are on some kind of um, throughway here. Yeah. He falls in love with Catherine Zeta-Jones through seeing her just a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what's really interesting is every time he sees her, he is head and shoulders better than he was the last time he saw her. He's, he's either getting better at English or now he's got a suit or now he's able to converse and yeah, he's good. He's What good. makes him a good character is that he is so driven and he is so he's so good. Like he understands that Stanley Tucci gave him this opportunity to like walk through the doors when the guards are going to be out and then he notices that the camera's following him but he still decides he says I wait. I wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He understood it was a little too fishy yeah. for the guards to leave and so he wants to do it right. He wants to do this right yeah and so he did that with every predicament that he ran into in this airport so he understood that there was a language barrier between him and amelia and so he was like i'm gonna go ahead and learn some freaking english and even to the point where uh i think things start snowballing with their relationship when he eavesdrops on her at the payphones ah yes well because she's yeah yes she's crying because uh, he learns that the situation is that like he she is seeing a married man who wants to spend Fourth of July with his wife and kids. Who she doesn't even like fireworks, so he might be married to a golden lab. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking about the phones, I guess like there was a deleted scene because Kavorsky um, oh, was like, "You're so good at it. You're was, so good to us, Alan. <laughs> You're so goddamn good to us. Tell f- me about the deleted scene. Yeah. Using, <laughs> using the phone card, like it would say home phone, home phone, mm-hmm. right? But then." With Steven Spielberg with ET and stuff, they didn't so, want to keep that in because it would be oh, like, too distracting. Phone home, yeah, like people would think he should have like, kept uh, it. They wouldn't in. take it. He should have kept it in. Yeah. That's why I was uh, not to detract too much, but that's why I was kind of disappointed when Spielberg took over Ready Player One mm-hmm. because he made a definite point to not have any references to his films. But it's like, oh, that book has like mostly references to your films. Oh yeah, so, like it's yeah. You're, you're cutting out a lot of good stuff. Yeah, this I don't know. It's it's organic how he grows in this film. Like I, I do have one qualm with this movie that I'll say at the very end, but no, say it now. Okay. I'll say it right right now. now. It's when, uh, (laughs) Zoe Saldana and Diego Luna get married. That's way too fucking two seconds, man. Literally two seconds. It was one montage. It was one. one They never met. And she sees him for the first time at a Zabaro? We well, well, uh, well, well, we don't, I mean, yes, you're right. They've seen each other in passing, but still he drops off lunches to her. Yeah, but like I don't know, like it would have made sense if they'd gone on a date first. Yes, yes, it was a little too watered down. Cyrano de Bergerac, right? Yeah, she never got to meet the guy, or like we didn't really see. But but then I think that movie becomes a a different story. I think they could only lightly touch on this. Yeah, um, you know, as much as they did. You're right, but this movie takes place over nine months. We don't see every day of those nine months, so I have to assume. That they do go to a convention together? I don't know. If I saw... Is Diego Luna a Star Trek fan or was he pissed at that fact? No, that's why he jumped up. He understood. Okay, good, yeah. good. He knew the nomenclature for the fan base, Trekkie. So... Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he was definitely jumping up and down. They mm-hmm. definitely had a lot in common if like... You know what this means? Uh, peace be with you. Live long and prosper. <laughs> live long live long, prosper. There you go. Um, um, So... So much happens. Tom Hanks gets a job as a, a construction worker after getting denied by everybody, including yeah, the Discovery Channel store. Do you guys remember the Discovery Channel store? <laughs> yeah, man. I yeah, love that fucking store. That store had the worst toys at the highest prices, but it was so cool to kill 30 minutes in there. Mm-hmm. And he, he gives the guy a phone number of the pay phone that he's sitting next to. <laughs> and so the guy calls him to tell him that the position's been filled. And he's like, I go to the bathroom now. Yes? He's like, yeah, go ahead. Go. Yo, the entire time, he's just trying not to miss the call. He's just eyeing the bathroom. And so I'm the good. guy because he can see the Discovery Channel store from where he's sitting. And then, like, the phone booth is right here. And then the bathroom's over there. So he's like, bathroom, guy, bathroom, guy, guy, like, bathroom. Only to be denied at the end. They must have all felt like fools because at the very end, they all ha- he had his up their utmost respect. Mm-hmm. He's like Rudy. Mm hmm. Yes, dude. The worst Sean Astin film. 
Stop, dude. Sean Astin's good. Come on, man. Don't shit on Samwise Gamgee. Samwise like Gamgee, man. He did not deserve to play the final drive for Notre Dame. He was too short, wasn't good at football, and he had no right to be there. Well, let's just do that movie so that we could get that out of the way. Honestly, I think it's maybe rated too high. I think that's actually yeah, an Oscar award-winning film. A good movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. John Favreau's in that movie, by the way. Really? Yeah, it's one of his first roles. Yeah, I believe it. Um, um, but we are talking about Terminal Velocity. So, not that movie. Oh, I shit. remember that movie. That movie scared the shit out of me. Hella funny. <laughs> Um, I like, do you remember why he was trying to find a job? He wanted to buy some, uh, Catalini, Calatoni or whatever it's called. Cataloni. Cataloni for Catherine Zeta-Jones because she asked him out to dinner immediately after like fighting with, uh, homeboy with the wife and kids. Yeah. And so she was just like, oh, I'm sick. Get away from me. I can't believe I just asked you out to dinner. She she is very self-aware of her problems and how she is with men. But at yeah. the same time, it's one thing to be self-aware. It's another thing to make steps into bettering yourself as a human being. Yeah. And Catherine, sweetie, you should definitely see a therapist uh, and stop taking so much uh, random Catherine, dick. honey, take care of yourself. Take care of you. Yeah. Sit back. Relax. Because Tom Hanks literally only said like three words in English because this was prior to him learning English and she was ready Head to, over heels. Ready was to ready hop to go. on him. So, hey, you know what? Take uh, take a step back. Go to Bali. Have a good weekend by yourself. And then once you got your head cleared, Catherine, come on back to New York where the men will still be there. Girl, do you. You are a... Uh, you, you can do bad all by yourself. You work in an airline. You could just chill. Honestly. See as many guys as you want. And Casually, she, she complains about how she gets like groped on the airplane and stuff like that. Yes, but she's doing on the ground groping. Yes, I actually, actually, that's pretty uh, inflammatory for me to say. I actually don't. No, mean, no, mm. she's not doing on the ground. Yeah, I mean, just maybe she was a little aggressive with Tom Hanks, and I was all for it because it, he, it was mutual. Uh, 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 uh. Why do you think Tom Hanks liked her? She was so for such a good guy. Why is he chasing after this flawed woman? Yes, she's beautiful, but mm. well, that's true. They never really. No, I, I bet you Tom Hanks has a wife and kids back home, and he knows this is the just kind of slut he could be with. No, stop, stop. Don't break my heart. Do not ruin this character for me, because he is perfect in my eyes. He is perfect. I was told that this is a bit like Forrest Gump, and I disagreed because... Well, he's just foreign. He's not like Forrest Gump. Oh, I see. Where the underdog is getting like all these accomplishments. <laughs> now he's meeting the president and now he's got the pretty girl. That's exactly what it is. Oh, this, is this is Eastern Bloc Forrest Gump. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. No wonder he's killing it in this role. He's done it before. <laughs> this is the mix of Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Run, Victor, run. <laughs> Get on the plane, Victor. He's running toward NYC before Get the guards stop him. His dad's like, his dad, instead of his mom, is dying she's like i just want <laughs> one last autograph of random jazz artist this is jazz this is jazz this is jazz when they're playing poker and yes. they're all just like betting the items from the lost, the and, lost found. and found and shares panties shares very expensive do we looking believe panties. that those are shares panties or i believe we, it i, I believe don't it. I believe oh it, man. man i don't believe a word out of coop does mouth i'd rather believe it than not believe it. it's fun i did Dude. think it was weird that they're like what are we going to share the panties and they're like i ain't sharing the panties <laughs> do they have to put victor through the x-ray <laughs> they do. that's not good they gave him cancer no he's dying yeah, he's 100 he's his hair's falling out by the end of the film he's already not healthy because he's eating crackers with ketchup and mustard the only protection they gave him was the planters can over his heart <laughs> which is not lead lined which is actually not going to help him at all victor i'm sorry you're dying honey but also <laughs> what a cool way to go out yeah i went through x-ray and i died 10 days later they wouldn't let me play poker unless i went through x-ray now <laughs> i will die in two days but i won at poker look at my giant sailfish <laughs> And he, bring, he, he brings that to, shit everywhere. Yeah. Brought he, to Tucci, right? Yeah, he's to be, trying to bring it to Tucci. Hang on, he doesn't bring it everywhere. He just like wins it, and then we don't ever see it again until he's bringing it to Stanley Tucci. Where is he storing this <laughs> Gate fish? 67! He has so much room in Gate 67. Nobody's noticing a sailfish in Gate 67? No, because no one's going to Gate 67, apparently. Okay. No one's okay. noticing a bad at Gate 67? And an entire That's mural? three times. <laughs> That's three times you've beaten me today, Christian. Cheers. I am not man. <laughs> Yo, can we talk about that one crazy scene though with the Russian dude with the pills? <gasps> that was pretty crazy, Alan, man. You were great because I would have glossed past yeah, man, that. Yeah, man, we can't miss that spot. That, that, that scene, but. One of the most dramatic, probably by far the most dramatic scene. Yeah. Is he lying? I don't know. No. I think the point is. He's not, definitely lying. He's okay, definitely so lying. Let's explain sure. to the baddie. So, um, Norvorsky is. 
lured in and roped into helping Stanley Tucci when they have this man who is holding a knife to his own throat because customs won't let him through because he has vials and vials and vials of medicine that he's saying is for his father. father. um, But he doesn't have the right paperwork for it, so they're trying to get it resolved, but nobody can speak to him with a translator. So they bring in the one person who lives semi-close to where he lives. Yeah, adjacent Mm. to his country. Which doesn't make sense. If there was a Mexican stuck, you wouldn't be able to translate at all. You'd be screwed. That's the country right next to us. No, maybe like... Maybe if you knew like Spanish from Spain, Spanish and like Spanish. But that from wasn't Mex- the thing. It was the bordering country. Yeah, I don't know how different the dialects are. Anyways, Anyways. <laughs> um, so he starts talking to the guy and he's trying to tell him to relax and like, look, this is what's going on. You're, you can't bring these pills in. They're going to take them away. You're going to, and he's trying to essentially help this guy out of the worst jam of his life. And yeah. Stanley Tucci is like, I I need to know. You know, he he's done wrong he's broken the law he yeah. needs to go and as they're dragging this man out by the neck essentially um Oof. good acting on his part by the way that guy oh, gets he a, was a double great actor, star. Great yeah. actor dude. um tom hanks tells him like no i, I misunderstood it's it's uh, this medicine's for goat yeah in my language goat and father sound the same, Sounds the same yeah. that's mm-hmm. why and and even stanley tucci's like no, you're lying. Does That's it? not true. I want to hear it from Tell his mouth. Truth. I want to hear it from his mouth. And this even, is for his gun. And even the guy is like struggling with it. He knows, you know, we don't know what they're saying because they're speaking um, somewhere between Bulgarian, Russian, and gibberish because they're not actually speaking a real language. I'm not right, trying to right. be a dick here, but mm. yeah. they are making some shit up. Um, and so finally the guy's like, no, it's for a goat. It's for a goat. And they- that moment, like you see the clarity in his eyes. And like, mm. so I guess we're concluding that. Uh, Tom Hanks was lying to save to save him to yeah. save his dying father. He was because even he when he finally tells the guys like, "Rarulada, Baraswara, Gold." Yes, mm-hmm. he kind of says it, and so he's like saying like, "Hey, if you say this is for an animal, mm-hmm. as opposed for a human, they need to know that this is for a goat." And so he says, "This is for goat," and like in that moment, we understand like where Tom Hanks. The this is important because Tom Hanks for the majority of the film cannot tell a lie right well but not only not only that let's add another layer of spice to this okay stanley tucci promises him a visa to get out of the terminal if he can just help him translate what's going on he's like you get me out yes 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 and then he goes and translates for the guy Mm -hmm. but he realizes that by lying and tucci knows he's lying he's ruining i mean even tucci tells me he's like you know by doing this i'm not gonna be able to help you yeah if you do this i can't help you anymore he understood all right, I don't want you to help. That's why right. he is like altruistic. Yes, he is so good and selfless at the same time. Not he doesn't lie for himself, but he'll lie for others mm. to to save them. Mm-hmm. And I, this character was just written so beautifully. Like it's so easy to write a character in Hollywood that is good and good through, um, and just make them one dimensional. But like he was both complex. And very good and relatable. Mm-hmm. Like we're so, I'm so used to seeing characters on the big screen that are flawed that I can relate to. But he's someone that I'm able to relate to as a good person. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And I sure. think what you just said—the complexity that makes it relatable—is one of the most yeah. um, interesting points of this movie and this character yeah. of Norvoski Is that you know he is such an—I don't want to say outlandish character, but he is such a unorthodox main character yeah that the fact that everybody sees this movie and relates to him is just you know it's incredible it's art that's yeah. art the writing and the directing with this film was just like incredible i can't believe it just only got a 61 percent Rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. you want to talk about the the date he finally gets oh i know you do i know you do fucking romantic with his boys man. wait 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 dude i love when he gets the suit and he's looking in the mirror and he says Bite to eat, 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 just like in the airport, he says, I know a place. He has dinner and a show prepared, and nobody is giving Gupta enough credit for the hey, talent man. that he has. 
He is a hoop juggler, a plate spinner, an all-time world-class dinner show. Why is Gupta not working in Vegas? Why is why Gupta, is right? no, why is Gupta not doing that? Why Thank you. Honestly, if you murdered a police officer and you're trying to hide, a, hide out from the Indian government officials, you should be in Vegas. There's Yes, yeah, not an airport yeah, in New yeah. York. There's no better way to hide out than in costume Vegas. and in Vegas he would be great in Cirque du Soleil yes. Gupta would be the new it'd be Cirque du Soleil Gupta featuring Gupta my guy Gupta the man who killed an Indian police officer didn't kill oh missed stab, his heart stab, that's right stab, that's right that's right yeah well <laughs> hey cab baby um, um the dinner was impeccable though I mean and like Diego Luna being the waiter at this dinner he sucked <laughs> He, you he know throws what? the croissant on the plate. He's also like overpouring the wine because he's distracted yeah. by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. It's like, but you know what? Hey, as a server, sometimes you get lost in the eyes of the deep, limpid pools of blue-eyed women sitting at the table there. She looked like an ethnic uh, Monica from Friends. <laughs> she was. I think that's Monica from Friends. I think. I can see that. I, can see I think that. the first time I watched this. I thought it was Monica. And I was like, why does Monica look different? I thought it was, why is that girl from Zorro wearing so much clothes? Because all I can remember from Catherine Zeta-Jones as a kid is when Zorro cuts all her clothes off. And just her hair is covering her boobies. Um, That's how I knew I was straight as a little boy. (laughs) Thank you, Catherine Zeta-Jones. She is gorgeous. I don't know how. She's still gorgeous. I don't know how Michael Douglas got her. He's Michael goddamn Douglas. Is he charming, though? He might be a great actor, but is he like, he looks scary. He's a scary looking guy. Have you seen how wide his eyes are? Have you seen Wall Street? Yes. That's why I would marry him. Uh, no. Wall no. Street, they, they, they are terrible toxic men. Anyway. One look. of the fun through lines of Amelia and Viktor Novoski's relationship is the fact that they constantly reference and make metaphors yes. to Napoleon. Yeah. Which I think is a pretty flawed character, especially if he is from like that Eastern Bloc country. Napoleon for sure invaded your country a hundred years ago, so I don't know if he should be such a big fan. Um, but the love that they show and the love that they give to each other, you know, the thousand fountains and all the things that they talk I about I love is all so the anecdotes. Beautiful. Like yeah. her saying like, do you know what saved Napoleon's life? Which actually... His he, ego. He didn't leave. He was exiled to that island. In fact, the, the country of France kicked him out the first time for that, and he almost died for sure. His mm-hmm. ego had nothing to do with that. It was pure vanity that saved him, because uh, he's a fucking douche. But that wouldn't have worked for the script. So no, of course not. No, 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 no. The Thousand Fountains. So, like, well, let, let's let's backtrack a little. At that dinner, they we see her pager blowing up because every time her pager blows up we know it's that dude yeah. the CIA agent the CIA agent <laughs> which is committing now a to fact. that yeah for sure <laughs> the the I'm cheating the CIA IMDb agent. Page. <laughs> um when they both throw their pagers out like that was just so that was awesome i'm like i'm a hopeless romantic and so like i i was my memory for that scene was very cloudy. I was just like, oh, does she get up and leave? And uh, like he has to I, try I, to win her back. Yep, I was right there with you. Right? Yeah. I was just like, she, once she said, sorry, I have to take this, she like gets up and gets going. I was like, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. What? And, but then they have a good rest of the day together, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to imagine that you're watching this film at probably three or four in the morning, like yes, you normally do. Usually. And you're screaming, what? Just super upset. And your mom comes running in with like a night mask on and curlers in her hair. And she's just like, Christian, what's going what's on? Wrong? What's wrong? And you're just like, Catherine Zeta Jones is going to ruin this date. And now you and your mom are sitting side by side watching this movie for the rest of the night. Is that what happened? <laughs> that's not what exactly happened. Oh. But I am what being exactly? loud at three in the morning. I do like to imagine that's what happened. I'm going to. I'm going to imagine that's what happened. I kept on gasping <laughs> over and over throughout this film. I just kept on being like... <gasps> Clutching oh your pearls. <gasps> <No>. Again, <gasps> the food vouchers. <laughs> <laughs> like an hour in, you're still thinking about the food vouchers? Dude, vouch- Alan was so telling me before sad, this movie. Man. Alan said this sentence. I get really sad when people don't have food. For real, though. The food voucher scene, when he loses the food voucher scene, not to jump back too early in the film, but it was very reminiscent to me of the scene in Vegas Vacation when they almost lose the winning Kino ticket because mm-hmm. they like it falls on the ground and the vacuum's coming. Yeah. And I wanted it so badly for just Chevy Chase to just show up and suddenly like move the food vouchers out of the way and just kind of like wink at the camera. <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, cool. What a cool like Vegas Vacation reference. What a that cool was awesome. Easter oh, egg. Cool. Clark Griswold at JFK. <laughs> totally. Spielberg would never let that no, slide. Fuck. No, fuck. 
No, no way, bro. Spielberg has no sense of humor. Have you seen Schindler's List? Um, um, whoa, that's a totally different movie. <laughs> this is the movie, and he definitely has a sense of humor. I would say Catch Me If You Can has more humor. Do you think this movie... Okay, this movie was really sad, though. It it's was. incredibly it sad, Very bro. comedic, but I, also very sad. I almost was going to throw in my veto for this film, because I, I, I'll be honest. When this film was over, and the credits ran, I sat there by myself for a second and said, I don't really have much to say about this film, because I'm, I'm actually really shocked how sad it is i feel entirely bad for tom hanks um and that's why when we first met up today i was like you're gonna have to lead this episode when you said that to me at the coffee shop yeah were you teary-eyed yes because yes okay i thought the sun was just in your eyes and i I was like are you about to cry right now this movie is very intense and i didn't know if i was going to be able to make it funny but but he looked at me like a child that just lost his teddy bear the first time i watched this film i was fairly young and i remember even as a kid it hurting me he was like christian you're going to have to lead this one. And I was like, I, I think Alan could help us out. I don't know what you're talking about. And I think I changed the subject because I didn't want you to cry right there and then. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I would have burst out into tears, but it, this is a very intense film. This it and is. Bicentennial Man. Oh, we got to do that. Just the thoughts of them. I'm already. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Oh. I am so sorry. But just the thoughts of those two films, like hit me right in the gut. Every single time. Yeah. I watch some pretty sad movies. I watch some pretty intense things, but Bicentennial Man and fucking The Terminal are movies that will always get me right in the heart. You know what gets me is uh, artificial intelligence. Oh. Oh. When they leave him in the forest, like the fox from The Fox and the Hound. <laughs> what? What? Get out of town. Get that. He, that he's a real boy. I'm a real boy. I'm, I'm a, a real boy. boy. <laughs> um, um. Sorry, Man. let me just let me reorient myself because I'm getting my emotions all <laughs> up in here. Um, so, so war ends in Krokoja, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess they let the hostages go and they just go back to normal Krokoja. Is that what we're supposed to understand? The rebels just kind of like, I think, you know what? We give up. Mm-hmm. We're, we're fine. Come <laughs> you back. You guys home. were probably right. Let's have no energy and no food. Yes. Um, it was like a big turnaround. I was like, is it that quick? Like, you could go back home after the war is over that fast? I mean, the civil war in Libya didn't last nine months. I guess so. Yeah, this was a long war. It nine months. It was a months. short war. Or, I mean, like, no. For, I mean, long, not long war. <laughs> but Pick long. Your words carefully, sir. You know, it felt long because he was in the terminal for nine months. <laughs> and that's, you know. That's a prison sentence in and of itself. Oh, that's a baby being made and born. Holy shit. Right? Zeta Jones was pregnant in this. <laughs> Is that what I'm supposed to understand? <laughs> That's why we don't see wow. her for months on end. Because yeah, she's out pooping out babies. That multiple. Oh my god, she's Octomom with the married men. Holy shit! Dude. That's a she's whole birthing black widows who will never know their parents, so that they take me super soldier murderer assassins for the Russians living covertly in America. I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> I think you have to because uh, you don't know what I said. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna just yeah. I'm gonna be a good ghost. See. Yes, we we just we have, we have completely confused the baddies about this <laughs> film, so they will have to watch this movie again. Because baddies, by the way, it's still on Netflix up until August thirty first. So like oh, by the time shit. this comes out, you're gonna have about two weeks to watch it. It's gonna be around though. The Terminal is not a hard to find film though. It's definitely like pretty easy to find. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a Japanese version on YouTube with subtitles. I'm not gonna watch a Japanese version of a Krakosian man already <laughs> struggling to speak English, dude. That. Would be the most convoluted film. The English to Krakosian, back to English, back to <laughs> no! Japanese, back to English. It's gonna lose so much of the meaning. Dude, it's, watching Stanley Tucci. Blip. <laughs> I can't. I cannot take Stanley Tucci seriously. Gupta speaking Japanese. <laughs> Gupta speaking Japanese would blow my mind. Oh my gosh, oh gosh. I'm hot. I'm sweaty, and my balls are sticking to my leg. Christian, what do you rate this film? Five out of five, easy. Wow, you've rated. Three films, five out of five in the last month. No, 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 no. Two films for sure. <laughs> Two films for sure. Okay, Alan? 4.5, 4.5. This is a great film. If you haven't seen it in a while, I think you should revisit it, especially if you remember it as just a comedy. Yes. Um, but you know what, man? Are you crying? This is a five out of five film. Wow. Yes! This is a five ding, 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 out of five ding, ding, ding. film. And I don't like to give those out that well no, but you never well yeah no you don't you we're don't. just choosing like good movies that's what this podcast is about man uh do you have a best person on set award it's gonna have to go to tom hanks i'm gonna give it to tom hanks i know that's like a cop-out but like for him to be able to learn this uh 
semi like this. It's Bulgarian. He learned a Bulgarian Bulgarian accent. accent and the language for a lot of the speaking parts. Oh, that good. Yes, fair, fair. Yeah, I think he. I think he knocked it out of the park. Steven Spielberg, honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Alan McBooboo, do you John have John Williams, man. <laughs> Got to, dude. John Williams has actually gotten quite a bit of Best Person on Set awards from us in this. In this, Yeah, I yeah. think almost every time he comes up, at least one of us will yeah. give him an award. Well, a good sure. soundtrack is very important in a film. Oh, yeah. It, it makes the film. Yeah. Uh, my Best Person on Set is Alex McDowell. He's the guy who created the set. He's the one mm-hmm. who drew and designed that entire airport. He's the one who turned it... Uh, hangar into a functioning living terminal that you know was there yeah yeah it mm-hmm. looked really good it looks so realistic but when i learned that that was a set it blew my mind i think it's one of the top five biggest sets built for a movie ever because they built the whole thing right there imagine me. having to t- like tear it down after you're done oh my god man. you guys gotta see i've seen a couple of the behind the scenes photos of the lighting that they have set up for it. So they built the whole terminal and then there's another 30, 40 feet outside of the terminal where they just have rigs and lighting and curtains and everything set up to make it look like it's daylight inside, to make it look like there's planes flying by like this. The the production, the set production on this film does not get enough credit because yeah. it is so fucking insane. I think people just assume it's an airport out of like Billings, Montana. Yeah. But no, this is, this is a... They built created, it from scratch, man. Yes, yes. And like for... This movie is basically a mono scene. Just takes place in one place. Oh yeah, and so like it's a play. I mean, we see uh, New York for a little bit. We see a jazz club. He eventually gets that last autograph. For he does. His... He does. Oh what a that whole thing! Just to bring it back a little bit, when he does show Catherine Zeta Jones this, the thousand fountains that he built for her, man, like his, well, this he man's built one dedication. Fountain. Well, one fountain. I mean, you know, it's, it represents the thousands. Yes, uh, yes, more yes, fountains yes. than I've ever made. Well, so. I've made a couple in my lifetime. Oh, really? Yeah, those women left me though. Fuck them. Oh, fuck. Ah! fuck. <laughs> I think you're talking about a different type of fountain. I didn't like that kind <laughs> yeah. of fountain. Can't imagine why they would leave. Mm. That's comedy, baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Alan, uh, favorite scene? Favorite scene. Before we get going, I, I think the pill scene. With oh, the oh. Russian guy, that was very deep. The goats. I like that actor. I don't know who, what his name was, but um, I felt like it was really Little crazy. known fact, that's actually Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. You take off all of that makeup. And that fake accent. And the prosthetic nose. Who would have known? Ryan Gosling. You can take that to the bank, baddies. Mm-hmm. Um, um, do you have a favorite scene, my friend? Um... It has to be the, the the fountain scene with like you know. Oh, that's right. You just said that. Yeah, him having to say like this is this is jazz. This is what's actually in here. Saying his whole deal with his father, trying to get all yeah, these jazz yeah. musicians autographs. Her tearing up as she's saying as he's saying the story because she thinks up to this point up up to this point he's a liar, mm-hmm. and he says I've never been lying. I was trying to tell you that I've been living here. That I'm waiting. We're all waiting for something, and like my father would have done the same for me. So oh I'm going to do that- this one thing. That line gets me every time because he goes, you know, she she asks him straight up, well, why are you doing this? And he goes, oh, I like to think that my father would do this for me. You can tell without us knowing anything about his family that this man, he's already a great guy. His father must have been an amazing man to have like raised a child that is Tom Victor Navorsky. Oh, yes. yes, Victor Navorsky. Yes. Um, and and then they kiss in front of the fountain and it's beautifully shot. And I'm, I'm a... But they don't, they can't be together, bro. Yes. Oh, real quick. Did you guys, would you guys have preferred an ending where they ended up together? Or did you guys like it this way where she still ended up going away with the married man? I don't like that she ended up with that married man, but I do like that they didn't end up together. Yes. Yeah. That would have been a little too forced for for how much of build up they had for it, right? For them to be like, and then she moved back to Krokosia with him. And it's like, (laughs) why the fuck would she do that? She has a great life. They own two pigs and had a shack. She has a great life. Um, It would have been better, yes, if they just separated and she was like, I gotta go focus on myself. But she owes that CIA agent for getting oh, her that visa. visa for Victor. And honestly, bro, she's got five or six CIA agents all over the world. You know what I mean? She said her pager goes off every time she's in a new city. It's a lot, yeah. a lot of boys. Men. A lot of men. I don't know. They're boys. They're cowards to me because they're living double lives. You are so deep today, friend. I'm going to give you the Grand Slam home run because that's now the fourth time you've blown my mind wow. in this single goddamn episode. Holy shit. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Well, let's call it here while I'm ahead. Um, well, this movie was fantastic. I thoroughly agree. This movie can't be that great. It's, it can't get be any better. Have you seen Citizen Kane? Yeah, actually, yeah, it could be. Citizen Kane sucks. Anybody who says that's the best movie ever is an idiot. Alan, thanks for making some amazing notes once again. Of course, man. Always, man. Of this course. show is produced by you, and we wouldn't be the same without you, man. Um, yeah, special thanks. We got Karen in the studio today. Yeah, she made yeah. my jokes actually laugh, so that works out. makes me feel a lot better about them. And shout out to Christian. You're doing such a great job in your life, and I just want you to know we're all proud of you. Thanks, dude. And we're all proud of you. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Who is all? Who is all in these sentences? All well for me when I speak of all all A Alex L Lex Luthor L Lana Lang and we all got together once a month and we discuss the trials and tribulations of Christian's life. Okay, well baddies, my name's been Alejandro. That's been Christian. You can follow me at call underscore me Jesus. Follow Christian at Christian has asthma. Follow Alan at Alan C Boo. And you can follow the podcast at ICBTB Podcast. As always, baddies, check out our website, icbtb.com. Check out our sponsors at the bottom of that page. We have a brand new website for you to check out. So please like and subscribe. All of those good things, rate and review. We love you, baddies. I love you more than Christian will ever love you. Don't listen to anything he says. I love you guys. I love you more. Thank you. It's hard. It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Baddies, thank you for listening. We uh, are brought to you by companies like M3 is 3D. And if you want to get more information about them, click their link in the description below. If you want to learn a little bit more about us, see some old episodes, buy some merch, check it out on icbtb.com. Of course, you can always get in contact with us there and on our socials at ICBTB Podcast. And that's good stuff. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>